podcast, I feel like I'm back in the early 2000s picking a song for my voicemail. <laughs> Those were the good old days, like, especially if you were in your feelings and you put on some uh, jagged edge or something. Anyway, hi, everybody. I decided to do another wing it episode because I got a lot of positive feedback about it. Um, and I have a lot to work with because the feedback I got from my followers was great. Um, a lot of people were curious about my previous relationships and I thought that this was a good time to bring up one of my past relationships because he popped up on my Facebook memories. Thanks, Facebook. Fucking Zuck. God damn it. Did you guys see that, um, whatever he's getting questioned over about the privacy stuff? Yo, Zuck. Come on, Zuck. With your little ass. Anyway. So, um... The paper I've been writing and talking about, I am happy to report the rough draft. I got an A and it was a 10 page rough draft. And the only reason why I didn't get a perfect score is because I was one page short. That's the only reason. And my professor was like, it pains me to give you this score. And me being the anxiety ridden meltdown queen, I'm like, this is it. I got an F. Oh my God. She gave me a 90. She's like, the only reason why you got a 90 is because you're one page short or whatever it was. And I was really excited, but I have a little breathing time because the final draft isn't due for another two weeks. So I have time to fit in a few episodes. So um, my Facebook uh, memories decided to remind me of Joe. And it was funny because I'm like looking at the memory and I'm like, oh, I remember that day. Um, but I couldn't remember his name. I'm like, shit, what the hell was his name? It's like Max or... Jordan. Well, his name is Joe. Anyway, so I met Joe on a dating site, and I think it might have been Tinder or OkCupid, one of those. Oh, no, no, no. You know what? I was on uh, Plenty of Fish. See, I, listen, I've been on all of them, so it's hard to keep track, but I met him on Plenty of Fish, I remember. Um, and it's funny because the hashtag I have on there is chivalry isn't dead. Great men exist. And this was two years ago. So a little background on Joe. Joe is an engineer for a very popular boating company in the South Jersey area. Um, he was divorced. Uh, he was very damaged by his previous relationship. And it's, I remember he didn't really talk too much about it. Um, she didn't verbally abuse him in any way. Not that he told me, but um, apparently he wanted kids, she didn't want kids, and they had too many disagreements, whatever, and then they divorced. Okay, fine. Well, uh, unbeknownst to me, he lives five minutes away from me, literally down the street. And I'm like, holy shit, I never even knew that you were in my area. This is so cool. So it's really convenient to date him. Um, you know, just pop over to his house, even if it was for a couple minutes, just to say hi. Um, he's a big-ass dude. Uh, he used to be a rugby, rugby player. Uh, he's like 6'3", 250, um, beard very manly man can build anything, do anything. And I'm like, Oh, this is it. I'm in heaven. Um, 
the relationship was very slow. And I know that in my previous episode, I talked about my 10 date rule, which I never even mentioned anything to him because of how slow it was progressing. Um, it took him even weeks to even hug me, which I'm okay with. You don't want to touch me? Fine. Whatever. Um, and he was sweet. He was um, very quiet, very shy, which I am very talkative. <laughs> um, I tend to date men who are a little bit more outgoing um, because my personality, sometimes I like to be an observer. Um, so if we're out somewhere, I may be a little quiet. I may be, you know, just sitting back, just, you know, observing everybody in the crowd. But I'm not like, no, fuck it. I'm completely socially awkward. I really am. <laughs> I really hate to admit that, but I am. But um, I tend to like somebody who's a little bit more outgoing, who can carry on a conversation about whatever, whenever, quantum physics or Britney Spears. I like a little balance. Um, he was very quiet, but um, listened. He was a listener. I could tell him about problems at the nail salon that I didn't wear the right nail color. And he would listen. He would give me advice. And I thought it was great. Um, it was really hard for him to open up to me. It was really hard for him to get over his past divorce, but I tried to stick with it. Um, because I really thought he was worth it. And I thought it's good to build some sort of friendship and a building block for a relationship. So, um, I just found it really hard. He was an introvert to every extent that an introvert can be. He never wanted to go out. And I like to get out of the house every once in a while. I like to go out. I like to be social, even if it's to our neighborhood bar, which is literally a mile away from our house. I like to go there, have a drink, have a bite to eat, go home. I like to go to Buffalo Wild Wings, watch a game. Even if I'm not into that sport, I still would want to watch the game, still enjoy myself, just to get out of the house and be social. I like to try to do that. He had no desire. He always invited me over, which is fine. Again, he's five minutes away, but I'm like, dude, can we, can we go play laser tag? Can we go to the bar? Can we go to, let's just go to the fucking library. You don't even need to talk to anybody. You don't even need to talk to me. Open up a book. <laughs> um, so whatever. I, I didn't fault him for being an introvert. I can be a very overwhelming enigma, as you can tell. I am very in your face. I'm very blunt. I'm very, uh, to the point. But I also can be reserved based on the vibes that you're giving me. I'm not going to be as in your face, as harsh, as intimidating. I hate to use that word because people describe me as imitating, intimidating all the time. And I just, I don't like it, but I digress. So one day he tells me to come over. He's like, hey, just come over after work. Um, you know, let yourself in. I'll just be doing things around the house, which is normal. Like he would leave his door unlocked and he would be, you know, fixing something in his house or in his backyard doing something. And he had a man cave, which a cat lived in his man cave. And she only lived in that man cave. She would not leave that man cave. So that wasn't anything unusual. He, uh, I walked in his house, you know, you know, knocks on the door, like, hey, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. He's like, hey, come in the kitchen. It's dark and I'm looking around, like, where is he? And I look at the table and he made a candlelit dinner for me. I'll never forget this day, even though I did forget and it showed up on my Facebook memories, but just don't tell anybody. <laughs> he made a candlelit dinner for me had my favorite wine. He made pasta, salad, and meatballs. And on the table were three pairs of Wu-Tang socks. Because I told him the story about my ex-boyfriend who I dated prior to him who stole my Wu-Tang socks. And I almost started crying. I was floored because no one ever has done that for me. 
I have never walked into somebody's house or walked in my house and had a man other than like my dad or my stepdad make a candlelit dinner for me. And I'm like, this is it. I'm, this is it. We're going to establish some sort of relationship. We're going to maybe hug or kiss on the cheek, maybe high five. Who knows? This is great. So I know a lot of men may not know how to cook and that's okay. Like I'm willing to work with what you're giving me. You made me such an amazing meal. I'm so floored. You went out of your way for me. You surprised me. So I'm not going to critique on how your food is, even though it was a jar of ragu. The silence says it all. I'm, I'm just trashing you, but it was a jar of ragu. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I've had, I've had, uh, I've had worse, but I am Italian. So I am a snob when it comes to my sauce, not gravy sauce. Salad was great. He bought me my favorite wine. He doesn't drink. Um, and the almost deal breaker was that his meatballs had eggshells in them. I ate one. I'm like, there was eggshells in there. And I'm like, well, let me eat another one. Maybe that was just a weird one. And then the second one had eggshells in it too. I'm like, fuck, this dude probably just threw the whole egg in there. Maybe he didn't know that he has to crack an egg. I don't know. He probably threw that entire motherfucking egg in there. Like just threw it in there and crushed it all up. I was like, you know, eating some crunchy meatballs. Like, mm, it's so good. I didn't want him to feel bad because he went out of his way for me. Anyway, so that night, uh, you know, we're just, we're sitting on the couch and we're just talking and um, <laughs> he busts out a bowl and he starts smoking and I'm like, all right, whatever. He's like, do you want to hit? And I was like, no, thanks. You know, I don't smoke. And he proceeds to tell me he spends $600 a month on weed. Okay, I may or may not be a current smoker and I will not confirm nor deny that because there may be somebody out there who will try to use it against me and maybe call my job, but I digress. I will save that conversation for another episode. But $600 on weed. Now listen, I don't know anybody who smokes that much and I know a lot of pot smokers who sit at home and that's all they do, but they are not smoking $600 worth. And I'm picturing the amount in my head, what $600 is worth. So of course I question it. And I'm like, well, who is smoking all of that? And his response was that he buys extra for his friends. Okay. Sometimes I will buy an extra bag of potato chips for my friends, but that's like 75 cents. I'm not spending $600 on weed for my friends six hundred dollars that's most people's rent he's spending somebody's rent money on weed <laughs> i'm still floored by it because i completely co i completely forgot about this guy so um i'm like your friends like how many people do you ever have over because every time i come over it's just you and your roommate and his girlfriend and like who is all over here when i'm not here so he said that He's scared that if one of his friends is on his way to his house and if they get pulled over and he's caught with weed and if the police officer asks where they're headed to and they say, oh, I'm going to Joe's house, Joe's going to get in trouble. Now, I know the law. You know the law. That would never happen, right? Okay. So my rebuttal was, well, what if this hypothetical person leaves your house high as fuck and a police officer pulls him over and says, where were you? Well, I was at Joe's house. It's the same thing. Now, 
that officer is not going to just randomly show up to Joe's house because Timmy said, oh, I was at Joe's house smoking weed, $600 worth. That's not how any of this works, Joe. It's not how any of this works. You could have just been honest with me and just came out and said that you're a drug dealer. I probably would have respected you just a little bit more. Because your entire explanation was bullshit. <laughs> and that's all it was. And he was like, well, you know, uh, there, there's no proof. There's no, uh, if they leave my house, there's no proof. Proof. There's no proof. Okay. Whatever. I just can't believe he thought that that would work on me. Listen, it may be true. Let's, let's just think about this for a second. It may be true. But in my time that I was dating him, which was a couple of months, I never saw more than two people in his house. Me, Joe, his roommate, and his girlfriend. And even after Joe told me about the amount of weed he purchases, I still never saw anybody over his house. And where he lives, I pass by it on my daily commute. I never saw extra cars. I never saw anybody there. Not that I'm going out of my way to be a psycho, but it's on my way. Could you just have told me you were a drug dealer? Then I would have been like, listen, let me traffic some of that shit out for you. I can make some extra money. I'm just kidding, but... I'm really not. <laughs> and it sucked because something told me that there was just something off about his story. I couldn't trust it. I couldn't trust him. And then I told my mom, <laughs> which is probably a big mistake. But, you know, I'm not that close with my mom where I tell her everything about my life. But she was inquiring about Joe. And she was inquiring why I haven't brought him up in a while. And I was like, well, this is why. My mom doesn't care, you know, if you smoke weed, she doesn't care, whatever. It's your choice, it's your life. But when it's $600 worth, that's an issue. And it was like any time that we hung out after he told me that's all he wanted to do was watch me or me watch him smoke. Like, can we go somewhere? Can we go for a walk? Can Nope, I just sit on his couch. And I just got tired of being bored. Because at the time I wasn't smoking. And I didn't smoke. So it was a little boring for me watching you smoke your bong and sit there. I got bored. And it's a shame because I knew his heart was in the right place, but he just wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for another relationship. <laughs> and I remember I broke up with him via text and I said, listen, I just think, you know, we should part ways, whatever I said. Wish you all the best, whatever. And I remember his response was very strange and he said, Hey, listen, uh, sorry, things didn't work out. But can you be honest with me about a few things? I'm like, here we go. What? What is it? He said, am I really that attractive? Because I know you said you were attracted to me, and I know you said I was good looking, but am I attractive? Like, if I move on to somebody else, do you think that they would find me attractive? I'm like, really? This is how you want to spend your time? Really? I said, I don't know. You're going to have to ask somebody else about that. I gotta go, I gotta go wash my hair. <laughs> like what kind of response was that? Hey, do you think I'm attractive? Like, <laughs> I gotta go smoke my bong. <laughs> I just wanna know if I'm attractive. Like what, what? I felt like saying, dude, 
stop worrying about if you're attractive and go work on making your goddamn meatballs because there's eggshells probably still in them. You got to crack the egg, not throw the whole thing in there. But anyway, and it's funny because I haven't run into him since. And it's so weird that we live five minutes away, but it does make sense because he never leaves his house. <laughs> but we work at the same time. We get off, we go to work at the same time and we get off work at the same time. So I don't know. Maybe he got a new job somewhere else. I don't know. But though, him being drug tested, nah, he's still there. I don't know. Maybe he avoids me like the plague. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I should randomly send him a recipe for meatballs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, just a quick episode. I just wanted to wing it. Throw something out there really quick. I still have those three Wu-Tang socks that he gave me. I sure as hell was not giving those back. But... I know for sure to trust my instincts. If a man's meatballs, not his balls, but his meatballs, if they are not delicious, you got to break up with them. And that's how I'm going to end this podcast tonight. <laughs> I hope everyone had a great week and it's only Tuesday. Today sucked at work, but I'm trying to keep a positive mind frame. I got an A on my paper that I worked really hard. And um, life is pretty great. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I love the feedback I get. And I know a lot of people have been emailing me about being on uh, an episode. So I will get to everybody. Um, I promise. I am uh, working on having a few of my real life friends on a few episodes. I just got to work some things out. We're all on very different schedules. Um, one episode, I plan on having three of my guy best friends um, who are hysterical. I love them dearly. I've known them for years. Uh, one of them I've known since high school. So um, that episode I'm really, really looking forward to. And uh, another episode I have my girlfriend Brooke on there who is phenomenal. She's stunning. She's like a Barbie doll who I, I just adore. And um, you guys will love her too. Like she's so much fun and she's so funny. But um, but thank you everyone for all the inquiries. And I promise I'm going to work some schedule dates out with you guys and, and we'll go from there. But uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening and um, enjoy more music as I pretend that this is uh, my voicemail from uh, the early 2000s. It's not Jagged Edge, though, so you're welcome. <laughs> Good night, y'all.